quick note before this show today. This is Haley, your usual host, and today I'm bringing you something a little different. This episode is a travelogue, but it's also something more than that. It's deeply personal, and it's a journey beyond the from point A to point B type. In 2013, my husband and I went through IVF to have our daughter. This is a short travelogue of us doing all of that again. This isn't terribly unusual, I suppose, but there's more to it than that, which is how I arrived here with this audio travelogue to help explain. So thank you for joining me today in this very special episode of The World's Okayest Moms. Welcome to The World's Okayest Moms, a podcast about the highs and lows of parenting and the many okay moments in between. I'm Haley. I'm Kelly. And I'm Lauren. And we're okay. Yeah, yeah. we're okay. We're all right. <laughs> Pretty I think okay. we're okay. Mostly. Sometimes. <laughs> all of this might be along the range of normal in the infertility slash assisted reproduction landscape. But the thing that sets us apart is that our embryo is frozen in the Czech Republic, an ocean away, because that's how we did IVF the first time. For those not in the know, IVF is super expensive, not covered by insurance, and a huge risk. The odds aren't in your favor. But if you do it overseas, at least the financial risk is considerably lower. But say you do IVF over there, and then it works, and you still have a leftover embryo hanging out. What then? The what then is what this travelogue and this podcast episode is all about, as I try to solve that question. Let's put your hairbrush back in your bag to go to Grammy's. The whole assisted reproduction process is fraught. I try not to think about it while I pack, while I say goodbye to our daughter. You gotta take your bunnies with you to Grammy's house. We're going on a trip, and you're gonna stay with Grammy and Pop Up. We're going on a trip. We're going on a trip. Can I have a hug? Great. I love you. While we drive to the airport, I'm trying to hold on to hope. It worked for us once, it can work again, it can, it could, it might. We fly there. We're a bundle of nerves. There are so many questions, so many possible ways for this all to go wrong, and only one way for it to go right. The odds aren't in our favor, but we hold on, hold tight, hold hands. We kill time. We kill so much time. And the procedure doesn't take up all the days we're here, so we walk around cold, rainy Vienna, ducking into cocoa shops, feeling less jolly than the rest of the advent-crazed city. Finally, we get up early to drive to the clinic. this morning. 
hope that the embryo thaws and that it doesn't just that it's not just completely destroyed when it thaws from being frozen for the last two and a half years so three years I guess um so yeah that's is across the border. So we're about 50 kilometers outside of Brno and We've stopped in this little town. I don't know what it's called because we have to figure out how to get the Czech equivalent of like an easy pass for the highway. We don't actually know if we need to get one, but we needed one when we were in Austria. And once you cross over the border, it seems like you need a different one. So we had to go find an ATM to get this pass that we're not sure if we need, but it seems like we need judging from the signs that we're seeing. Uh, which isn't a big deal, but, uh, yep, just another adventure in travel. Luckily, we left ourselves about two extra hours this morning, so it's not a big deal time-wise if it's a little bit of a setback. But when we tried to buy the Easy Pass at, like, the little road station that sold them, it didn't take our card, which is strange because I've got a chip card and it's been taken everywhere except there, apparently. So, <sighs> anyway, you too can enjoy the excitement of buying highway passes in the Czech Republic and Austria if you want to do this. I don't know why you would. on the Czech side and hope that they don't only sell easy passes for the Austrian side. This is ridiculous. I'll wait here. Okay. Also, this, this music thing on this car is like massively messed up, so I don't even know what's going on half the time. It'll play the same song twice in a row, but then if I like try to change it, it's like, oh, you wanted to just listen to all of your songs alphabetically. I don't know.
I'm betting anything that the only kind of easy pass you can buy on this side of the border is the one for the Austrian highways, which we already have. I'm, I would bet so much money on that happening when Patrick gets back to the car. But why else would she, I don't understand why she would send us over the border to an ATM that only, that, that's not going to give us euros because it's over the Czech border. Deep calming breaths. <laughs> I guess the thing that's most important to know here is that bureaucracy is the same everywhere. Pretty sure the guy in the car next to us is just going out to that field to pee. We speak a fair bit of German, which usually gets us by pretty well in Austria, but once we cross over into the Czech Republic, it's sometimes a different story, so it's a little harder to communicate over on this side. Which is partially why we decided to stay over the Austrian border this time. See, and now this car, it's playing the same song again. I don't know. Well, he has something in his hand. And there was a lady pointing angrily at him. I don't know. Well, he's filling out some sort of paperwork. Going back to the angry lady. I'm telling you, international travel is such a joy. I mean, actually, it's fun and we get by, but... I wouldn't call this trip necessarily fun. Oh, the guy who was peeing is back. Alright, so he's coming back holding some sort of sticker. Looks positive. We good? Yep. Like, car number, car number. I'm like, license <laughs> plate? What, what number? Like the VIN? What number are we talking about here? <laughs> okay. And now we need to put this thingy in that lower corner. In that corner. Because it, like it says right there. <laughs> ah, that's helpful. 310 Ten check rounds. Check rounds. Oh, here, yeah. this thingy. Oh. <laughs> I guess it has to go that way because... Yeah, because there's no other sticky side. Yeah. All right. It doesn't go on the outside? No, no, she, she said inside. Alright, like right there? Sure, why not? If we could pull it over for it, at least we'll we could like, say, we, we tried. We paid for it, man. <laughs> we tried. Alright. <laughs> Let's fuck out of here. In the waiting room of the clinic, it's awkward. Nobody looks at each other. Each couple is in their own world, different hopes, different pains, all somewhere on the same spectrum, the same luminal, painful space. Nobody wants to be here. Suddenly, the radio at the reception desk starts playing the Pitbull I'm a Freak song. It's the strangest thing. I don't know if it's some cosmic joke. All of us freaks here, silent, all of our hopes and fears pulsing to Pitbull's Freak song. If I weren't one of the people here, I might think it was funny. I kind of do anyway.
Finally, finally, after what feels like months of waiting, because it has been, we're called back to talk to the doctor. I feel relief flood my body when she says our embryo survived the thaw from its deep freeze. The procedure itself takes less than half an hour. For a brief second, we get to see the tiny embryo blob on the screen. It might be the first glimpse of a child. It might be the last glimpse of a potential one that will never be. We see it for an instant and then that's it. We're back on the street. We talk more afterward. We're never going to get out of this city, are we? I don't know. They're like throwing shit off into that building. <laughs> yep. There we go. Should be pretty close to just about the window. Woo! We can go to Erotic City. Right there. there. We don't even need passports. <laughs> Which I, I, I sincerely hope are still in your pocket. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I, I threw them away. God, throw you away. <laughs> You've signed the consent forms. I'm done with you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got what you needed out of me. trying to just get some room noise before actually recording, but the people in the hotel room adjacent to ours are having, like, really loud sex. So, um, this is the only time we really have to record. So, yeah. If anything, I mean, I think it's kind of, um, hilariously appropriate for this entire podcast. <laughs> Some normies going at it as we talk about uh, our non-normal situation. Alright, so should we have a chat? Um, so I wanted to talk, I guess, about how we both felt leading up to the trip. Like, what was your biggest fear? Um, just that, that it wouldn't thaw well, or that, you know, the medication wouldn't have worked as well as it should have or something. I mean, it really only hit me that Friday when we were driving up there. I was like, all right, time to be nervous. But I do that <laughs> for everything. Yeah, I think I'm kind of the opposite. I've been nervous for months because we've been planning this since a, a couple months ago. And the whole time, like we went back and forth with our doctor here about whether to do a full fresh cycle or whether to do um, a frozen cycle, which means you use what you have um, 
in cryopreservation, and we had one embryo. Um, and we talked a little bit to our doctor, a little bit, a lot, uh, about the pros and cons of each. And it seemed like the benefits outweighed the the negatives for doing the frozen cycle, but that was my biggest fear, that like we would go through all of this, I would take all of these hormones and feel horribly sick and get here and kill so much time just waiting to do this procedure. And then we would do it, and like we would get to the clinic and they would call us in because they bring you into this little room before your actual procedure to kind of go over everything real quick because it doesn't take that long um, when you're doing a frozen cycle it's a little bit different from a full fresh IVF cycle and I was so afraid that they were going to call us into that room and be like well it got damaged or it got destroyed when we tried to thaw it and like that would be it like we would have to just leave and that would be it. Like, we wouldn't have done anything. It would have been this huge waste, I guess. So that was my biggest fear. Um, but that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we always knew we wanted kids, and names are, like, my jam. Uh, but I feel like we've been talking about names for kids, like, for ten years. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> You gotta get closer to the mic. Blah. <laughs> so I guess my question is, like, we've been talking about names so long, like, not entirely serious question, but, like, have we just jinxed ourselves? Like, is that... We have unexplained infertility, and maybe, maybe talking about names for ten years is what did it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the universe would certainly do that kind of thing to us. <laughs> it seems so unfair, though, and then it feels like... Uh, on the other hand, IVF worked for us the first time, and we've been talking about names for ten years, so either we just, like, pulled the lucky straw, and the jinxing didn't hurt us that time, but we've jinxed it now, I don't know. Nah, or, you know, the very fact that we needed to go through this at all was the jinx. <laughs> Afterwards, it doesn't matter. Afterwards, it doesn't matter, yeah. I don't know. I think part of it, too, is, like, we both, like, very different names, so it's really hard to find stuff that we both agree on, and I feel like my opinion matters more. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I feel like I have to go through a lot more for this than you do, so I should get, like, an extra you, point. You get I, I get two votes. I see. That's fine. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> what do you mean, do what I gotta do? <laughs> You're saying I don't deserve two votes? Yes. I'll take one and a half votes, because that's still... <laughs> right, right 1.01 .01 votes. Yep, yep. You'll still win. Yep, it's, it's true. I will I will take very, very little. I'm very generous. Yeah, well, thank you. I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know if I want to, like, talk about the names we like, but on the other hand, it's like... Meh. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> we'll leave the names as a... A surprise, it's like like anyone really cares. cares. I know nobody cares but us. It's like one of those things that I think people in the relationship obviously care way more about than anybody sure else. Know. I feel like some people don't even know what they're going to do until the kid is born. And I then mean, they just sort of pull it from a hat. They're like, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> I mean, I think some people have a different opinion that like you want to make sure that you pick a name that like suits the kid and like maybe they don't look like the name that 
you were thinking of. And I think that's valid. Yeah, but uh, some people don't seem to like it because we like names or you know we sort, true, of obs- sort of obsessed yeah like well and just you also really like etymology like, yeah i really like words and you like literature so like we're already obsessed with words and the meanings of things anyway right we're huge nerds so maybe that goes into the difficulty of deciding because i like so we really like the name phoebe and i've been going like i have been lobbying so hard for a middle name that Patrick wasn't really sold on. Um, I really like the middle name Marigold. But I caved to it eventually. You did cave. Props. Mm-hmm. I won eventually. But now, I'm like, but maybe, maybe that name doesn't age well. Like, maybe Marigold is more of a really cute name for a little kid. Yeah, so I'm thinking of, like, other middle names that I also like, but it's really hard to sell them on any other thing because... All of the middle names he likes are, like, atrocious. Nah. I mean... You liked Ermengarde, which is a fine name, but there is no way. Yeah. Oh my god, the people upstairs are, like, I don't know, moving to bed as they have sex. We fly home. <laughs> yeah. I might be a planner. Maybe just a little bit. Yeah. Just a teeny, a smidgen. Just a little entirely. A little entirely, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to jinx it, but... It's hard not to, to think about it. I don't know. Maybe it's easier for people who are just like, Oh, huh, guess we're having a baby. (laughs) Like, then you can think about it then. But it's like you go through all of this for so long. Yeah, it's, it's the only thing grab onto. Yeah. We have a layover in Dublin. Colder, rainier Dublin, but we are filled to the brim with hope. Everything is twinkling. Christmas lights are everywhere. This could work. 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 wait the two weeks to find out. The pregnancy test seems sealed in its wrapper. Impossible. Impregnable.
it's negative. I don't know how this story ends. All I know is, this is where it's paused, but we keep living, we muddle through. The story I wanted to tell here isn't a story of a sad failure, although I suppose you could read it that way. It does make me sad, but beyond that sadness, I feel hope too. Beyond that sadness, I still have a great life, one great daughter who exists because of the science of IVF and friends who have shown me so much kindness even when I wasn't feeling particularly kind myself. My life is anything but a tragedy, and I'd hate for this show to end on a note that might sound like I'm in the pit of self-pity. But I also feel it's important to show the full range of experience when it comes to this type of thing. And there's so much more to my experience than this short travelogue can even convey. The adoption application that was rejected, the IUIs, the miscarriage, the possibility of twins that first time, the support group, the friends who lifted me up in times of despair, the medication, the needles, the times when Patrick and I sat in that one coffee shop in Brno and I think we drank cocoa for maybe three or four hours, just killing time, waiting, but it wasn't bad. Not all of it was bad. All stories have so many edges and hidden sides, and this is just one part. And where it ends, well, nobody knows. So, thank you for listening to this one small part.